When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrating 100 years of service, I'm Christian Blood. 55 KTSA. And it's that time for the Jack Riccardi hey. Show. Jack? Good afternoon, Christian. How you doing? Good. You? Well, I want to report that I, um, I had my breakfast and my lunch, and I slept well last night, because I understand that uh, the president also did. That's how they reported it today. <laughs> right. It's... it's <laughs> Sorry, it's like you're visiting somebody at the hospital, right? You know, Jack, I was waiting oh, for breaking that. news here. Cleaned you know? your tray. Look at you. <laughs> but uh, we shouldn't pick on Joe Biden, uh, Christian. I mean, he's he's had a t- look. He's had cancer and COVID this week. I mean, you know, we gotta go, we gotta go easy on the guy. All right. So uh, busy show today. A lot to talk about. You're invited. Jump in, 210-599-5555, only if you finished your breakfast and lunch. I don't want to talk to you otherwise. Um, so they closed out. The, it's the end of the first season of the uh, January 6th show. The J6 hearings are over for now, but there's a fall season coming. Of course, of course there is, right? Of course there's a fall season. But the, last night was the, was the, uh, was the finale uh, of, of the first season. Remember, they, they hired a Hollywood television producer to orchestrate this and format it. And uh, the conclusion of the committee is that then-President Trump was the only person in the world who could have called off what happened at the Capitol but refused to do it. In fact, watched it on television. Was, uh, 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 was surrounded by people telling him, You've got to do something. Everybody knew what to do except Donald Trump. Everyone now says, I told him. I tweeted him. I texted him. I emailed him. I grabbed him by the lapels and threw him up against the wall. Well, no, maybe not that. Now, I don't know what was going on. I wasn't there. But I do know something about human nature. After something goes sideways, after something is a complete train wreck, and obviously what happened at the Capitol was, was not good. It went completely sideways. But after something like that, you and I have been in this meeting before, right? Everybody thought it was a bad idea. Everybody was against it. Everyone would have done something differently. Everyone knew. They all knew. What's the old saying, I think? JFK said it. He, he didn't originate it, but he quoted it or paraphrased it after Bay of Pigs. Success has a thousand fathers. Failure is an orphan. So I don't know what was going on, but I do know that everyone who is appearing before that committee is appearing before that committee in order to appear in the best possible light. And let's talk about that committee. Now, that committee is not a courtroom. When people have complained, well, why isn't there equal time and cross-examination? Well, it's not a trial. Okay. It's not. I mean, it's, 
It's seen by some people as a trial, but it's not technically a trial. It's, it's a congressional hearing. But we have really not seen a hearing like this since the days when Senator Joe McCarthy was having his communist hunting hearings. Because this is a hearing where you allowed a witness to testify to hearsay, but didn't bring in the eyewitnesses and ear witnesses. So it wouldn't fly as a trial, but it really doesn't fly as a hearing either. Um, and you look at how they set it up. For example, why was it off limits to talk about other officials who had governance over the Capitol on January 6th. They could not talk about or ask questions about what Speaker Pelosi knew. They did not ask Speaker Pelosi to testify. What did she know? What was actually communicated to the National Guard and to the Capitol Police? We, we know, for example, there's a memo from the White House uh, asking to make sure that the January 6th rally, the thing that preceded the riot at the Capitol, was safe, was protected. If Donald Trump wanted to incite an insurrection, why would he ask for a police presence at his rally? If the, if the point of the rally was to stir him up and fire him up and get him to go down there and attack the Capitol, it seems like a strange thing to do. I'm not saying it proves he didn't do it, but it seems like a strange thing to do. The story of January 6th has always been a story, more than anything else, of ignorance. It's a story of ignorance. It's a story of being ignorant about how elections work. It's a story of our tolerating that ignorance. We have tolerated ignorance in our society for too long. We are, we are tolerating a public education system that raises young people with very little idea very little understanding. You can get a diploma and graduate, and get your tassel, and have very little idea of the most important thing you need to know as a free, liberty-loving American, which is how this system works. I don't look down on ignorance. I don't look down on ignorant people. But I hate when people who know better keep ignorant people ignorant. And for that, I will blame Donald Trump, but I will also blame a lot of other people starting with every official in every state where they change the election rules, without going through the legislature, without going through the people. They took from the people their right to decide how their elections would be determined, and it's your right in your state. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what the virus is. That was taken from you. And it happened because of ignorance. And if Donald Trump could have done things and should have done things differently on January 6th, and I agree he could have and should have, uh, that comes from ignorance. And when people were at the Capitol, they were in the wrong place. I've said this before. That's not where this fight was. So my question on the JR poll is, I don't know if you've watched any of these read about them, followed any of them, ignored it completely. But has the, have the hearings changed the way you think 
about January 6, 2021. And for me, I'll tell you very honestly, I, I wondered on that day if we were all being played. I mean, what we were being told was the thing that, that seemed to be happening on our television screens was that a bunch of people that wanted Trump to win the election and had voted for Trump and believed that he had been cheated in the states went to the Capitol and went crazy. That's, that's what it looked like. That's what we were told. That may be what happened. But I remember wondering that day, this is so weird and unprecedented, and it's going to, you, could, you knew on that day, this is going to benefit Trump's opponents so much. This is the greatest stick they've ever had to beat him with. This is the thing that they finally have on him when they didn't have Russia Gate, and they didn't have the P-tape, and they didn't have collusion, and they didn't have uh, the emoluments clause and all the other things they tried. Th this is what they have. It almost seemed too perfect, right? Too convenient. Almost like it was made for TV. And then these hearings come along, and they were made for TV. So what the January 6th hearings have done for me is they've convinced me that the people who pretend to be shocked and appalled by January 6th are having the time of their lives. And they are positive that they have now ensured the end of Trump's political progress. I don't know if that's true. That's how it looks to me. They have not convinced me that he's a worse person than I thought he was before or a better person than I thought he was before. They've not convinced me that it was a mistake to vote for him, which I did. They've celebrated and played with the mechanism of a congressional hearing in such a way as to convince me this is all political. Tell me what you think, 210-599-5555. Now, there was a very scary moment last night in New York. There's a Republican running for governor named Lee Zeldin. He's a congressman, and he's the Republican candidate for governor of New York. And he, has, he, he doesn't have a chance in hell of winning this thing because it's New York. But he was doing a campaign event in a small town, and a guy jumped up on stage and came at him with a blade and yelled, you're done, you're done at Lee Zeldin. And Zeldin pushed him away, and some other people on the stage restrained him, and he was arrested and charged with secondary attempted assault, but then, this being New York, he was released. He's out. But what we found out afterwards is that the governor of New York, Lee Zeldin's Democratic opponent, Kathy Hochul, had been directing her supporters to go to that rally. She had been urging them to go to that rally. She had been telling her supporters that Lee Zeldin was a dangerous man spreading lies and misinformation in his far-right agenda. And that there would be other big-time people there who were anti-abortion and gun enthusiasts. Go, Kathy Hochul told them. She sent her supporters after Lee Zeldin. And one of them literally went after Lee Zeldin. Have we learned nothing? Is, is no one a moral leader anymore? Does no one take responsibility for the things they say and don't say and do and don't do? Are all of our leaders just spineless dweebs? 
are they so interested? I know politicians like to win. I know that's the big thing. But it seems like we're led by people that just have no, no, no soul. She came out and denounced the attack. She had to do that. But it's depressing to see this. And this seems to be happening more and more and more. Joe Biden, or the people around him, more, more likely not Joe Biden himself, the people around him latched onto this theme during the campaign. One of the things he would say is, we need to restore the moral fiber, we need to bring back the, the you know, uh, we need to bring back unity and restore the soul of America. The worst thing these people do is talk about it like they mean it, like they get it, but it's just words. It's just gestures. It's like it's focus group tested. Oh, people want to hear about unity, so we'll use the word unity a lot. They don't mean it. And, you know, Joe Biden himself contradicted and stepped on his own message many times before and later. Most recently, he's talked about the ultra-mega agenda and how they're going to take away all the rights of women. Might as well go back to 2012 when he said, they'll put you all back in chains, he said to an African-American audience. So, I, I try not to let this stuff get to me, but sometimes it gets to me. It, it, this gets to me. Shame on Kathy Hochul. Shame on the Democrats for this whole J6 charade while this is going on. And I, I don't think very many people are falling for it. I suspect that... The cake is already baked. I suspect that the audience for the hearings is probably people that already hate Trump and just wanted to have that affirmed. But I, I don't know. You tell me. 210-599-5555. Do these hearings change what you think or thought about January 6th? We're going to talk about that and many other things on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. The Jack Riccardi Show. Four twenty-three, five fifty, and one zero seven one KTSA. Jack Riccardi, late afternoon show. The dish coming up after six. Two ten, five nine nine, fifty-five, fifty-five. Did the January sixth hearings change your thinking about what happened on January sixth, twenty twenty-one? And if so, how? We're talking about that. We're asking you that on the Stevens Roofing JR poll. You can also vote in the poll at ktsa.com. And then on the campaign trail last night. Uh, Republican candidate for governor in New York, Lee Zeldin, was attacked by a guy who um, came at him with a plastic blade and then was released a few hours later, let out of jail. Even the people on the stage with Lee Zeldin could tell that this was a very troubled, disturbed individual. The sheriff of the county, Monroe County, in which this happened... Uh, said um, that the uh, assailant exhibited signs of intoxication and said he had been drinking, but was not given a test. More importantly, he clearly exhibited signs that he was not all there. Wouldn't you think that if we care about people and what happens to them, in the interest of the safety of a political candidate, the public, and even the assailant, you would at least put him in a mental health evaluation or rehab or something. That's what I mean. It, 
It's all, it's all just words. Oh, we're just letting them go. Why don't you just give them a ride to the next Lee Zeldin rally? 210-599-5555. Now, I want to say at the outset of this that I love Pat Benatar, the 80s rocker. I love her. Not picking on her, but i got to tell you a story that's hilarious. I think this is funny. So Pat Benatar is on tour, and uh, it's, a, it's a great time for her. She's been around a long time. She's about to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's going out on tour. She get, did an interview with USA Today. She says that her fans are freaking out because she and her band are no longer playing one of her biggest hits. In fact, maybe the song most closely associated with Pat Benatar, this one right here. She says, we won't play this song anymore out of respect for the recent uh, victims of mass shootings. She says, in deference to the victims of the families of these mass shootings, I'm not singing it. She says she won't be commenting on stage or giving a lecture, thank God, but she's just going to not perform Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And then they were talking about how she's added covers of other artists' songs. She's excited to be playing stuff that's not from her repertoire. And one of her favorite songs to perform, she says on this tour, is a cover of the Beatles' Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter is also not a song about shooting anybody or killing anybody. But unlike Hit Me With Your Best Shot, which no one has ever thought meant let me go shoot somebody, or I wish you would shoot me. Helter Skelter has a terrible history, thanks to the Charles Manson family. And if you're old enough to remember the Tate-Lobianco murders, I think it was 1969, Helter Skelter was one of the centerpieces of that trial. Now, it's again, it's not. I'm not blaming the Beatles. The Beatles have said we, we're, we're horrified that Manson liked this song. Or had anything to do with this song. But the, the killers, the Manson family members that killed Sharon Tate and the others, wrote Helter Skelter on the wall of the murder house. So here's, and we love her, right? Pat Benatar. But here's Pat Benatar taking a song out that her fans love that has nothing to do with violence. And putting a song in that is now associated with violence. Although, again, it's not about it. You can't. You can't win. You can't, there's, no, there's no point playing this game. This isn't a game that, that, that has any winners. I mean, if Pat Benatar feels the need to do something, wouldn't there be something more tangible than not singing the song? You know, people will be driving home from a Pat Benatar concert. Wasn't that great, honey? Yeah, I love it. She looks great. Oh, man, I love seeing her. Wait a minute. Did she sing Hit Me With Your <laughs> You know, come to think of it, I don't think she did. I mean, it's, all you can do is laugh at this stuff, right? And why let... We, we talk a lot about music on this show, and, and I, I think people like that. I'm a big fan of music. I listen to music a lot, all kinds of music. Why let the ugliness of other people steal your joy? 
if Pat Benatar, and, and I'm sure she's made a, a fortune off that song, if she wants to sing that song, she should sing it. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt anyone. And by the same token, I'm fine with her singing Helter Skelter because that's a good song. But I mean, what, what are you, what are you accomplishing here? This to me says everything about the times we live in. This is, this sums up 2022. Empty gestures, people grasping and trying to, you know, find the right gesture or appease the mob or I'm not even sure in the case. God love her. I don't even know if there was a cancel mob for Pat Benatar. She may be the first celebrity that beat the cancel mob to the cancellation. She she canceled herself. No one even had a chance to, to demand that she stop playing. Hit me with your best shot. That's how it's supposed to work, Pat. First, the, the cancel mob comes, and they threaten you, and they demand, and then you cave. You beat them to it. You took their job away. So she will not be singing this song on her tour. All right. Tell me what you think. 210-599-5555. And vote in today's Stevens Roofing JR poll on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. We're going to update KTSA Time Saver Traffic here and continue the conversation. We're going to go to your phone calls. I suppose you know that the uh, for a while the car market was frantic. For a while, you you, you could... People would come up to you in parking lots and want to buy your car. You'd bring your car in for an oil change, and the dealer would try to buy back the car they had sold you. It was crazy. Rental car companies were buying used cars for their fleets because that's all they could get. Now, all of that craziness is subsiding a little bit. The market is calming a little bit. But it's still a good time if you're selling a car. And a smart way to do that is to go to GiveMeTheVin.com because they're buying. If you knew someone would buy your car, you'd go right to them. You wouldn't beat around the bush, right? You'd go right to that person you knew would buy your car. Well, GiveMeTheVin.com is buying cars and trucks and SUVs and work vehicles and family vehicles and farm vehicles. And all you have to do is put in the VIN number and a few photos at GiveMeTheVin.com, and you'll have that same experience people are raving about online. Great reviews. Go to GiveMeTheVin.com. Hey, this is David Van Camp from Markley Van Camp and Robbins celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. KTSA News Times 435, Jack McCartney on 550 and 1071 KTSA. So we have the January 6th hearings. We have the uh, attack on uh, New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin, and then they release the guy. Uh, we have Pat Benatar. I love Pat Benatar. I'm not, I'm not uh, by no means am I picking on her, but it's just, what, what, what is the point? <laughs> what are you doing? And then you put in Helter Skelter. I had to laugh. I laughed out loud. I didn't just LOL. I actually laughed out loud when I read that. Oh, we love playing that song. It rocks, she said. Okay. Oh, and here's some news um, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary people. They are changing the definition of the word female. You knew this was coming. It was only a matter of time. Um, 
So they're still uh, defining uh, female as um, of relating to or being the sex that typically has the capacity to bear young or produce eggs. But now they also uh, define it as having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. And before women get upset about that, they've also changed the definition of male to having a gender uh, identity the opposite of female. So it actually is now literally true that in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, you can't define a man or a woman, except to say that they are not the other one. When I was a kid, feminism was in full flower. You know, it was the age of Gloria Steinem and Helen Reddy, and, and, you know, women were coming into positions of political power and the culture, and it was, a, it was the empowerment era for women. It was, when, it was when Title IX and everything happened. And I just, I can't help but think... Could they have? For, they might. They might have thought the, the battle would take longer or be harder. But could they have imagined that we would go this far backwards to where we can only define female as not male? Baby, you haven't come a long way. As it turns out. 210-599-5555 or jack at ktsa.com. And James is on the radio on KTSA. James, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday to you, uh, Jack. I just wanted to say I think she's taking her own song out of context. Uh, hit me with your best shot. I thought that was um, hit me with your best shot. Give me a say something to me that's going to say you know, not necessarily shoot at somebody. I don't know what she's talking about. That song should have been included in her set. I don't and Helter Skelter, but well, I guess I would just. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it, it, first of all, she says it's not about that, so she knows it. Secondly, if she ever thought it was about that, uh, then it would have been wrong to be singing it all these years and have it on the radio and make all these you know, all these dollars off of it. Um, but I, 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 I sense, I can't say for sure, but I get the sense here that what we're doing is we're now, we're now we're so sure that there is a cancel mob with our name on it that we're trying to figure out how to get ahead of them. I mean, she, she's a good person. She's a great artist. I'm, I'm sure her heart's in the right place. But she, as you say, she canceled herself. She she canceled her own song. This has got to stop. Dave Chappelle, you heard about what happened to him this week, right? He was all set to do a concert in Minneapolis. I forget the name of the venue, but it was a famous theater or venue in, in Minneapolis. It was a place Prince had performed, and it was apparently a, a prestigious venue. And they had sold the tickets and promoted, and, and everybody knew for weeks that Dave Chappelle was going to be there. And then, like, the, the day of the show or the day before, something like that, they announced, no, no, we're not, we're not going to have it because we want this to be a safe space. 
You know what a safe space is? A safe space is, is stay home. You stay home, you're safe from hearing anything, seeing anything, getting any opinions, smelling anything you don't want to smell, seeing anything you don't want to see. That's, that's your safe space. Go home. Stay home. A comedy show is not a safe space. Comedy is not safe. That's what makes it comedy. That's what makes us laugh is we watch somebody up on stage and he or she is walking a tightrope. And we're kind of giddy with the excitement of watching them do it. We kind of know where they're going to go before they go there, but it's fun to watch and you hope they make it. And it's funny when they do and it's sometimes funny when they don't. That's what comedy is. It's not safe. It wouldn't be funny if it was safe. Or maybe it would be dad jokes. I mean, I guess dad jokes are safe, right? You know, But nobody says, hey, let's buy some expensive tickets to go see dad jokes. Let's, let's, go, see a, let's go see a limerick show or a riddle show, said no one ever. So Dave Chappelle got canceled. They moved to another venue, and they announced that their theater was going to be a safe space. And I think that's sad. As I mentioned, in his early years, Prince performed there. Now, Prince was anything but safe, especially in his early years. Prince was one of the most daring, edgy performers I've ever seen or heard. Everything about Prince was the opposite of a safe space. But now that same venue is priding itself on canceling Dave Chappelle. We're glad we did it. This is the right thing to do. We are a safe space. You're a safe space with no one in it. <laughs> what have you accomplished? And I know he got to do the show, and I'm not crybabying for him, because he'll be fine. But do you, do you see how we are, at a time when we need joy, we need music, we need laughter more than we've maybe ever needed it? Why are we doing this? Why are we letting people do this? 210-599-5555. And, and I, I will continue to say, I know I'm, I'm prob- you're probably getting tired of me hearing hear me say this, but I, I will continue to say I am amazed at the, at the silence or the acceptance by women of everything that is being done to demote women to demote what the word means, to demote your place, to demote the fact that you're unique. You are different from us. We, I speak for men when I say this, we love that you are different. Your being different from us is the best thing about you. And all of that is being erased and sanded down by a few ninnies, by a few nitwits, who don't speak for a majority or even a, a, a sizable minority. And we're just and women are sitting back. Oh, okay, my daughter has to swim with, against men in her competition. Oh, I guess that's all right. Or I don't want to say anything cuz I'll look like a meanie or I'll look like a bigot. We're, we would never have had feminism if there hadn't been women that were willing to raise their voice, interrupt the men, Speak up. Be, be, I mean, I guess you could say that the, the origin of feminism was rude because women were supposed to know their place. I'm, don't get mad at me. I'm telling you how they used to say it. Women were supposed to know their place, and their place was the home. And feminism said, no, 
Their place is the factory. Their place is the office. Their place is the classroom. Their place is the, the Oval Office. What happened to that? And then they said, we want our own things. We want things we don't have to borrow and beg from the men. We want our own sports and a chance to play our own sports and excel in our own arena. And they fought for it and they got it. And the men didn't like it at first, but then they were like, whoa, okay, all right, fine, you, you got it. Where, where did all that go? I, I, I mean, I'm thinking maybe that a lot of people are looking at these stories that we present on an almost daily basis, and they're thinking, well, Jack, this, these are all, you're right, I mean, yeah, this stuff is wrong, but it's so crazy, it'll blow over, it'll, it'll blow past us, it'll, it'll um, you know, just, if we just, if we're just patient, this mania will, will pass us by, you know, it's like a temporary insanity. Except they're changing, like, definitions and dictionaries. They're changing what they're teaching kids. Yeah, your children are learning all this stuff that you hope is temporary. And if children know it and internalize it, the gender is something you choose that you can't define a woman. If they're teaching kids, then it's not temporary, right? Anything, And in fact, anything you're teaching children is probably not temporary because they're going to carry it forward, right? 210-599-5555. Tell me what you think. We're going to get your votes in on the Stevens Roofing JR poll. Update KTSA Time Saver Traffic 2 here on 550 and 1071 KTSA. The housing market is definitely slowing down. In June, home sales fell 5.5%, but... That only means even more that you need a real estate company with a proven marketing plan for your house. Because while the market is still historically strong here in San Antonio, we're now getting into a period where if you make the wrong call, your house could just sit. And at Christopher Waters Real Estate, that doesn't happen. In fact, they're so sure of their marketing plan that they guarantee multiple offers on your home in five days, or Christopher Waters will sell it for free. So you get not only the maximum convenience of working with Waters, you get a maximum sale price, you get a maximum uh, a maximally short time to sell your house. You don't have to put in costly repair money to sell your house. For example, John and Janelle in San Antonio were moving because he took a job in another state, and they needed to move quickly, and they needed to get good money for their house to afford the move. They went with Christopher Waters, and in days, their house sold. It sold for thousands above the list price, and they had a great process. They had a lot of other things to do. They needed this to be smooth, and it was. Call 210-890-5777, 210-890-5777, or ChristopherWaters.com, Waters with two T. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Four fifty-one. It's five fifty and one zero seven one KTSA. Jack Riccardi, late afternoon show. So on the JR poll, we're asking you: uh, Have the uh, J six hearings changed your thinking about that day in any way? Uh, if you followed them or read about them or what have you, uh, and we're talking about um, this decision by Pat Benatar to stop performing one of her biggest hits. Hit me with your best shot. 
Out of respect, she says, for the victims of recent mass shootings. And, and those things are on everyone's minds. But it seems like an odd gesture since even she admits that song is not about shooting anyone or shooting them with a gun or anything like that. And then she goes on in the interview to say, but I am going to be performing, uh, and I really love playing it, Helter Skelter by the Beatles which is also not a song about killing anyone, but is a song forever associated with a famous murder, which I would think she knows. I'm pretty sure she knows. She's probably about my age. I know it. So it seems kind of pointless. It's almost, like, it's almost like one cancels out the other. 210-599-5555. And Jose is on KTSA. Hi, Jose. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to speak on the the, the topic of cancel culture. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just want to, and I, I do my best to keep it short and simple, but uh, the reality is just that I don't know how or where, but it's become a thing where 1%, one small, and I don't mean to say small, but one, one uh, percentage of the pie somehow begins to umbrella and and overshadow the 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 rest of the pie, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that in sense in the case of like where a person who, um, as you were saying about you know, and I'm kind of tiptoeing around this too because in the in the world that we live in now, it seems like when I try to talk to my girlfriend about certain things. It just seems like I'm even then tiptoeing around things that doesn't even involve her, you know, like, yeah. and, and this may seem irrelevant, but the other day I had mentioned that um, I saw something on social media and there was a woman who had, um, she had a very big, you know, pregnancy. She, she had gained a lot of weight during pregnancy. And then afterward, right, she it showed that she had lost all the weight and that she went to the gym and that she, you know, uh, you know, did did everything that she could to get back in shape. And all I said was, wow, what I really like to see is a woman who, you know, who had had a very tough pregnancy and then worked hard to, mm-hmm. to you know, get back in shape. She lost her mind. Uh-oh. She, it was, yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a big catastrophe because then she starts explaining to me about, you know, what about, these people and that people and I and I and I'm saying I understand and I'm aware mm-hmm. of that but I acknowledge the hard work that goes into the people or the women mm-hmm. that take their health seriously and do something about it and somehow she made uh you know and I and I I'm one of those I'm one of the type of people that I may not agree with someone else mm-hmm. but I'm able to be quiet long enough to acknowledge another person's opinion and hear it out you know, and so she made this whole umbrella statement, yeah. whereas that, you know, not every woman is the same and, you know, not every woman's situation is the same. And, and to me, that only proves my point as to why right. I appreciate a woman who takes their health into strong consideration and does something about it. I'm not saying that not every situation is, is the same where, you know, uh, as she was explaining that uh, after childbirth um a woman's anatomy completely changes and i'm totally empathetic and i acknowledge that but do you think jose do you think that your girlfriend maybe thought that you were 
dropping a hint on her? Um, and, you know, and the, the other thing about it is that that's the reality about society. A person will align themselves um, with a majority to take the to take the focus off of them and take out well the yeah no but I, I mean I don't think you did anything wrong from what you're telling me it all sounds fine it sounds like you should be able to have that conversation with anyone in your life but d- could she be in a place where she thinks you want her to lose weight and this was no, your but... way of hinting to her like maybe that's how she took it uh, later on in the conversation, what it came around to was she had said, well, what if I get that way? And my yeah. response to her was that I would love you the same, but I yeah. myself wouldn't allow her to get that way because I, as the head of our household, I lead by example. I, I do, I, I work out and, and I try to stay fit. And what I explained to her is that I love her no matter what, you know, because um, she thought essentially yeah she thought i was trying yeah. to like drop a hand yeah. on her but but i was explaining to her that the reality is that you know just like how she met me the way that i am i need right. to stay doing the things that i'm doing in order to yeah. keep the person that i attracted just because okay. i love her the way that she is does not mean that i just have to accept across the board the things that she may do, that she may yeah. do you you guys may be different jose i mean you, you what you're saying may not be the way she looks at it she may think that uh you know uh you should love her no matter what happens or how she looks or how she changes and you're saying well i i love you so much i wouldn't let that happen to you but I, you know I, I i'm not a good guy to give advice about this you do not want to take relationship advice from me believe me if, if i'm the last guy to ask but that's probably more of what was going on here than the than the cancel culture. But I'm glad you called, Jose. Thank you. Well, and I like what you said. I like what you said about uh, letting a tiny fraction of people. It, you know what? It's it's probably not even the right term, cancel mob or cancel culture mob, because mob makes it sound like you know the streets are full of them. There, you know, there's there's hundreds and thousands. There never are. There never are. It's amplified. It, 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 when, when it gets going on someone, it seems like every other person is in on it. But that's the, that's the Twitter effect, right? That's the amplification or magnification or I don't know what you'd call it of, of social media. Everywhere I look, people are, are angry at Dave Chappelle or angry. At, it's really not true. Never is. We're going to get the news here, catch up on everything. We're going to continue this conversation. Uh, Tell me what you think about it, 210-599-5555, KTSA. And celebrating 100 years of service, I'm Christian Blood. 55 KTSA. And here we go again with Jack Riccardi. Are you a a car guy at all, a car buff at all? I I drive them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in favor of their usage, Jack. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, I, I had posted today, uh, I don't own any collectible cars, but I like collectible cars. I am fascinated by them. So I had posted on my Facebook page as the cover picture a 1974 Lincoln Continental Mark IV. Mm-hmm. Those those really, really, really long yeah. 70s Lincolns, you know? Yep. And, uh, and people went crazy. I mean, people, people are, are uh, just... You know, it, it got more reaction than the poll question than anything else, that car. 
Um, and a lot of people were saying, well, you know, you couldn't you couldn't have a car like that now because of the gas prices. Imagine what the gas mileage would be. Oh, yeah, on a car like that, right? Good point. I mean, Good th- point. when you were buying those cars, you weren't thinking about that. That you know, that meant you weren't worried about the price of gas. If you owned that car, that wasn't a, you weren't clipping coupons. You weren't. But the good thing about the car is it's so long that the front end is already wherever you were going. So I think it's economical. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Before you even leave the house, the grill on that car has already gotten to where you're going. All right, 509 on KTSA, 210-599-5555. Yeah, people love it. You can check it out on my Facebook page. And um, remember a few weeks ago we were talking about features that cars used to have that you wish they still did? A lot of people are noticing the these cars had a little oval window cut into the C pillar or the or the sail panel, you know, behind the between the window and the and the back windshield. This little oval window, and the name for that back in the '60s and '70s was an opera window. And I've never understood why. It was called an opera window. Remember when I was a kid and I would hear people say that, I would think, are you supposed to watch an opera through that window? Or doesn't, it's not much of a view. You know, it's a little oval window. It's more decorative than functional, but uh, that's what they called them, opera windows. And sometimes there'd be a lamp, a little decorative lamp back there, and that was an opera lamp. So I don't have anything on my car that uh, has anything to do with the opera, so times have changed. 210-599-5555. Yes, First Avenue is the name of the venue in Minneapolis that canceled Dave Chappelle just hours before the show was uh, set to happen. In a statement, the theater uh, said, quote, To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we let you down goes on to say they want their venue to be the safest space. It says, we believe in diverse voices and freedom of artistic expression. So I guess the way you demonstrate that is you cancel a black comedian. That makes it very clear that you're for all of those things. Um, Of course, the irony is it didn't stop him. They just moved the show to another location, and everybody that had tickets for the first venue got to go in and see him at the other one. So this is um, what we sometimes call virtue signaling. But again, like with Pat Benatar, uh, to me, I think the object of it is, you know, maybe the alligator will eat me last. You know, when, when they come, they won't come for me first. What's that old joke? You know, the the two uh, antelope are at the watering hole, and the lion comes along, and one antelope says to the other, there's no way we can outrun the lion, and the other antelope says, well, we, we don't have to outrun the lion, I just have to outrun you. I think, I probably didn't tell that well. That was a very Biden-esque telling of that, of that story. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, think, I think that's what people are trying to do, and it's, it's weird to see... Somebody as well established as Pat Benatar do that. She's people love her. Why? Why go there? So then I started thinking. Now, if you can't, if you can't have hit me with your best shot, then can you have any song 
with shot in the title. Can you have, like, can you have I shot the sheriff? Can you have that anymore? Look at that. It, it involves shooting someone and law enforcement. Can we have Shot Through the Heart by Bon Jovi? Can Bon Jovi do Shot Through the Heart? You know, now that I think about it, Shot Through the Heart is not only violent, but it's uh, it's a woman-blaming song, right? He says, you give love a bad name. He's telling the woman, you, you've ruined love. You're one of those women. Or how about Billy Joel's Big Shot? All right, so what are what are some other uh, songs that we can't have anymore? Under what we're going to call uh, what we're going to call the Pat Benatar rule, because Pat Benatar says she won't perform "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" on her upcoming tour to honor or to to show uh, respect for the victims of mass shootings. She will not perform this major hit, "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." I have probably played that song on music radio 15,000 times. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to go to confession this weekend, I guess. All right, what are some other songs we can't have anymore? If this is the rule, 210-599-5555. No more Big Shot, No More I Shot the Sheriff, Shot Through the Heart, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. What else is, uh, has got to go? 210-599-5555. You tell me, and we'll get your votes in on the JR poll, and we will get an update on KTSA Time Saver Traffic on a Friday as we make our way toward the dish on KTSA. Now, i got to tell you, I've had window replacement, not in the house I live in now, but in a, in a previous house, and window replacement's a big job. It's, 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 it's big in terms of the price tag, but it's also a big sort of disruption job when they do it. When they knock out the old windows, it sounds like your whole house is getting knocked down. And there's dust everywhere and stuff's flying. You need a company that is careful about how they work in and around your house. And that's before we even get to choosing windows that are right for your house and getting them at a good price. And that's why I talk about precision windows and outdoor living. Because they have a lot of windows to choose from. They have a lot of different prices. And because they work around your house with care, they take pride in what they do and in how they do it. And you know you've hired the right company when you see them draping the furniture and curtaining off areas with plastic. Because again, the demo of the old windows is nothing to, you know, it's, it's, it's no small thing, believe me. So if you are thinking about replacing one window or a few windows or all of them, I urge you to give them a call, and they'd love to visit with you in your home or have a virtual appointment with you, 210-524-0023 for Precision Windows and Outdoor Living, 210-524-0023, or go to precisionwindowssa.com.
Hey, this is Jamie Markley of Markley Van Camp and Robbins, celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Five twenty on five fifty and one zero seven one KTSA. Jack Riccardi, late afternoon show. Future target of a cancel mob. My turn will come. It's come before, but it will come again. I'm sure. Anyway, um, we were talking about uh, the cancellation of the Dave Chappelle uh, comedy show, or the theater that was supposed to host it canceled it. It got moved to another theater, so it really didn't get canceled, but. They made this big, splashy announcement about how they wanted their theater to be a safe space. And it was. There was no one in it that night. Uh, And then uh, Pat Benatar, the uh, new inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, tells USA Today she won't perform Hit Me With Your Best Shot on her latest tour because she wants to show respect to shooting victims. Although she's quick to say that song isn't about shooting anybody and never has been. So then I started thinking about all the songs we can't have anymore, like I Shot the Sheriff and Big Shot and Shot Through the Heart. What are the songs that are going to have to go? And let's, let's help them out. Let's figure out what has to be canceled. 210-599-5555. Curtis is on KTSA. Hi, Curtis. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Uh there was a song that came out in the late 70s or early 80s by a group called the Boomtown Rats. Oh, and yeah. It was, on an album, it was on an album called The Fine Art of Surfacing, and it was called mm-hmm. I Don't Like Mondays. Mm-hmm. Because back in the mid-70s, a girl had had shot. Uh, she was one of the first school shooters. Mm-hmm. And when, when she was apprehended and the police started questioning her and tried to get a motive and ask her why she did it, she said because she didn't like Mondays, and yep. uh, so I'm I'm sure that you know that that song will never be heard again. But you know, and, and I tell you that they are trying to make living and life so safe that they're they're going to make life so sterile that it's not even going to be worth living anymore. And you know, it yeah. seems to me when you do that to people, when you crack down on people, and you and you keep you know coming down on them from above. Isn't that exactly what makes people flip out? Yeah. I mean, if we make a society where everybody's afraid to draw a breath, that means there's more people in the society that are anxious and edgy and angry yeah. and suppressed and, and repressed. Yeah, That's a terrible idea. Yeah, and it, the, the last thing I would ever want to do is, give in, is, is to say there's an excuse, you know, for flipping your right. lid or blowing your right. stack. But, right. but you're absolutely right. I mean, when you oppress people, a person can only take so much yes. until they're going to lash out. And, yeah. you know, it's just human nature. You know, when you thank you, Curtis, for the call. When you mentioned that, I, and that's a song that's still on the radio, the Boomtown Rats is still on the radio. But I was thinking about, and we, we've played it, uh, we've played the instrumental part of it on this show. There's a band called Foster the People, which had a hit. Greg, you probably remember this song from music radio. I don't know how many years ago it was, Pumped Up Kicks. Remember that song? It was a huge hit. I mean, wasn't that like a top ten hit? Oh, yeah. It's still on. We play it on Jack FM. It's all yeah. you know, bleeped out or reversed. It's, the lyrics. And it's about, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it about a school shooter? That's what, I, I, that's what I've always heard, yes. Yeah. Um, so the point is that art is about life. It's about all the things that happen. I mean, American Pie is about a plane crash. Should we not 
play it anymore because we don't want to offend people that have lost a relative in a plane crash. I mean, it's, it's insane. And it's sad to see the Pat Benatars of the world doing this. Pat Benatar needs to stand up and go, hell no, I'm an artist. And I'm, I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For crying out loud, Pat, you've made it. <laughs> you're, you're, you've crossed the finish line. You're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're on the victory lap now. Stand up for your own music. If you won't stand up for other people's music and other artists, at least stand up for your own. That's why I love Dave Chappelle. Because the more they come down on Dave Chappelle, what does he do? He talks more about the stuff they want him to stop talking about. And they've made him, the people that have tried to cancel Dave Chappelle, I believe, I'm, I may be wrong, I believe they've made him a bigger star than he otherwise would have been. All right, what are the songs that have to go if we're going to follow these rules? How about Nancy Sinatra had a terrible song in the 60s called Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. I would actually be in favor of banning it. I can get behind that. Show me where that mob is forming up. And I'll be their leader. It's a ter- I love Frank, but Nancy Sinatra, come on. It's a terrible song. Uh, 210-599-5555. Greg is on KTSA. Hi, Greg. Hey, Jack. How are you? Good. How you doing? All right. How about uh, Shoot the Thrill by ACDC? There you go. Shot in the Dark by uh, Ozzy? Yep. How are you going to make yep. another, another Iron Man movie without their song? Say again? How are you going to make another Iron Man movie without ACDC songs? There you go. There you go. How about Aerosmith? Janie's Got a Gun. You got Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. A woman with a gun. Could be more wrong than that. 210-599-5555. John is on KTSA. Hi, John. Professor Riccardi, thanks for taking my call. Love your show like always. Thank you. Thank you. I have four words. Go woke and go broke for everyone involved. Yeah, well, but you know what? That isn't always true. Like, Pat Benatar has made all the money she's ever going to make off that song. And again, I'm not saying this to hate on her. I love her. But you're a little late, Pat. You've, you've made the money. You've gotten the, the, the royalties. You've, you've been performing the song for decades. I don't know how many years she's been performing it. I want to say that song came out like in the mid-80s. So, you know, we're 35, 38 years of, of singing that song. It, it's, you're not going to go broke if you, if you don't perform it now. People will still come to your concert. And like I was saying, they probably wouldn't even notice you hadn't played it till they were driving home. You know how you, you relive a concert after you've seen it, and you talk about it, and you talk about And then it hits you, hey, they never sang this song, or I thought they would have done that song. That's, what she, that's what's going to happen, right? Except she's made sure we know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. It's a song about committing crime and going to prison. I mean, I don't know. I think art has to be something that go, that can go anywhere. I think that's what art has to be, whether it's a painting or a song or a book or a movie. I think if we get to the point where we start telling ourselves we we can't see that, we shouldn't see that, no one should see that, um, it, it gets it gets very scary. And um, you can be the you can be your own. 
you know, content moderator, right? You can decide when you don't want to hear something or see something, and I, and that's cool too. But just as you shouldn't be made to see it, it shouldn't be taken away from people who do. Uh, Daryl is on KTSA. Hi, Daryl. Hello, Jack. Great show again. Hey, I well, got one from, uh, from way on back. Uh, Jimi Hendrix's Hey Joe. Yep. You know, yep. I would get that gun and, and shoot her, and, and uh, that, that's that's a very violent song uh, Song when you mm. listen to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that was a that was an era when, and, and, and Hendrix is a perfect example, That there's an artist that never limited himself or accepted any limits. No question about it. No, no question about it. Just... Uh, Wrote all the music, obviously wrote all the, the lyrics and stuff, but that would that would jump out uh, from my yep. era, you know, late uh, early uh, late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about a guy going to shoot his old lady. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. It's about there, as bad as you can get. There you go. There you go. But but what you know, and and great. That's a great example, Daryl. Now now let's ask ourselves. Okay, so that song's been around for fifty something years. Were we morally inferior people? Back then, were we were we were we bad people? Were people that liked that song? Were people that bought that record evil people? Bad? No, no. Do we think we're better people now? Does it look like we are? <laughs> I mean, seem like we're seem like we're achieving perfection these days. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So I, I I guess we got to come up with some songs that we cannot. You can't have nice things anymore. How about Warren uh, Warren Zevon, Lawyers, Guns, and Money? Send lawyers, guns, and money. He was being ironic, but still, right? 210-599-5555. All right, we're going to get to more of your calls on this coming up. We've got the dish coming up after 6. Another update on KTSA Time Saver Traffic so you can get where you need to get to. And a lot of times when you buy a product, you ask people you know who own the product. You read reviews about it online. You read articles or, uh, you know, maybe, you know, reviews that are in magazines or on consumer websites. In other words, you do your homework. I always tell people when it comes to Connecticut water softeners, the more homework you do, the better they look. The more people you ask, the better they sound. And then you can have a 90-day no-obligation trial of your own. So after you've heard everybody else's opinion, before you put down any money, you can have an opinion of your own. 90 days to live with one and use softened water the Connecticut way. Just call 210-656-PURE. They'll, they'll know what you're talking about when you call and tell them you heard Jack talking about it on the radio and you want the 90-day deal. And it's 210 656 7873 for the best-built, best-backed, made-in-America Connecticut Quality Water Softener, or go to ConnecticutSA.com. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. Did we really just run a, an announcement on how to cross the street? Did I, did I just hear that? Oh, man. 5.36 on 5.50 and 107.1 KTSA. Jack Riccardi, late afternoon show, The Dish. We'll talk restaurants in our next half, uh, our next hour, I should say. Uh, so that's how we end the week on Fridays in our 6 o'clock hour. But right now, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Pat Benatar is taking 
One of her biggest hits out of her set list on her new tour. This one here. She says, I'm doing it, she tells USA Today, I'm doing it to show respect for the victims of recent mass shootings. Now, you got to love her heart, but it's not about shooting people or getting shot. or sh- it's, it's not about that. That's not what the song's about. She even admits it in the interview. That's not what it's about. But she's taking it out. This is even worse than when the cancel mob demands you do something. She's doing it to herself. And you would, you would like to think that people who are artists would be the, the, the loudest voices of defending artistic freedom and diversity, and but more and more, they're not, right? And an emailer reminded me, it was just a couple of years ago, that the Rolling Stones uh, piously announced they would no longer perform Brown Sugar when they performed in concert, which, of course, they're going to be doing till they're 100, so... Um, so what are the other songs that have to go? What are some other songs that will have to go if, if Hit Me With Your Best Shot has to go? Then what else has to go? In fact, Rodney writes to Jack at KTSA.com, the, whole, the entire band, 38 Special, has to go. They're going to have to cancel themselves. Mary is on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jack. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Okay, how about uh, I Shot the Sheriff? Yeah. Bob Marley, 1973. Mm. Gotta, it's got to go, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a double whammy. It's got shooting and law enforcement in it. So that's got to go. Very good, Mary. Thank you. Brian is on KTSA. Hi, Brian. Hey, Jack. Thank you also for taking my call. Uh, sure. My favorite DJ. Uh, you know, first I had a comment. I thought I didn't have a song, but then I remembered song i used to dance to back in the day you dropped the bomb on me by the daz band oh man that's how could go. we have forgotten that one that's a yeah. mass casualty that's... event <laughs> i mean you know i'm tired of all this um, moral posturing by the left because at the same time they do all their moral posturing they stand up for everything immoral and oh uh, you've noticed that <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, you know, the, all their moral posturing, it doesn't yeah. change anything. How yeah, about, it's just what I want. I want a moral lecture from a person wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm proud of my abortion. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Not good. Oh, that's a, Not Brian, good. that's a good one. I, you dropped a bomb on me by the Gap Band. I mean, wow. That's multiple victims. Destruction of property, violence, war. Oh, the band war. There you go, right? 210-599-5555. Ruben is on the radio. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Jack. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, there's one song that, that crosses my mind. I'm surprised nobody mentioned it. Uh, it's from the Beatles. Uh, Happiness is a warm gun. Oh, right, yes. And the Beatles also have an album called Revolver. So the Beatles are major culprits, right? Um, I think we lost Ruben. Uh, yeah, Happiness is a Warm Gun, Revolver, Helter Skelter, which was, you know, adopted by the Manson family. And in the defense, all of the Beatles, living and dead, have said in interviews they, they hate that association and they renounce Manson. But see, but see once you get started, there's no, there's, no, there's no logical way to stop. 
You can't stop with one title. If these are the rules, you can't stop with one. And it's and 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 of course the whole this whole conversation is absurd, right? I mean, this is this is theater of the absurd on radio. But you see, you you have to you have to show people where it goes, so they don't start down that path. This is where it ends up. And if we had a seven-hour show, and Greg, don't get any ideas, we wouldn't be able to get to all the songs you'd have to cancel and all the band names. You'd, you'd never be done. 210-599-5555. Robert is on the radio. Hi, Robert. Hey, Jake. Hi. Um, my song is uh, Homecoming Queen Has Got a Gun, Julie Brown. Yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. there you go. There you go. Got to go. Yeah. What were they thinking back then, Robert, right? Greg is on KTSA. Hi, Greg. Hey, I'm thinking uh, Eagles lyrics. uh, Shoot all the lawyers. Shoot them tonight. Mm, Yeah. There you go. Uh, Very good. I think of Jimmy Jimmy Buffett who says, I don't want to swim in a roped-off sea. Maybe we Mm -hmm. need to toughen up and uh, learn how to live with life as it is. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that the, the kind of artistic censorship that bothers me the most is actually comedians. I mean, I love music. I think you can tell that from hearing our show. But um, as, mu- as much as I love music, and there's such a, it's, it's an enormous universe of, of music, I, every time I think about canceling comedians and limiting comedians and comedians being put in a box... I think to myself, we need them more now than ever because they're able to illustrate to people that maybe don't follow the news or or take stuff very seriously. They hear a comedian or they see a quick snippet of a comedian on TikTok or something, and it, it makes the light bulb go off. You know, think about how many people snap to it because of a quick zing from a comedian, something they observe about everyday life or they observe about current events and they can say things quickly and entertainingly that open your mind and you'll think about it long after the joke is over and the laughter has stopped that's why we need them i mean we need to laugh and we need joy but we also need the light that they shine on stuff right and not every comedian does that but the best ones are the are also some of the best like Social commentators, right? Because they, because what, what what do comedians do? They look at us, they watch us, and then they go, "Did you know you were doing that? Or did you ever realize you do this?" It's pretty powerful, actually. No wonder they want to shut them up. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Way more people will hear a good joke than will hear a, you know, a talk show, a news broadcast, a. Um, a well-written article, you know, um, and that's the da- that's the power, and I guess the danger of what comedians say. But anyway, we're talking about songs that will have to go. Doug says, Jack at KTSA dot com. Dion's Abraham, Martin, and John. Remember that song from the late sixties? Dion did a song that paid tribute to the martyrdom of Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King. And John Kennedy, Abraham, Martin, and John. What happened to all three of them? They were shot. How about Leonard Skinner's Saturday Night Special? 
And a lot of people are mentioning the Beatles. Revolver, 210-599-5555. And John is on KTSA. Hi, John. Uh, from, oh, brother, where art thou? Down from the mountain, the first cut, poor Lazarus. The sheriff shot him with a high number. Oh, right. I love that soundtrack, by the way. Tremendous. That that soundtrack is unbelievable. It's it's. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good one, John. Thank you. Appreciate that. Songs that will have to go if we're going to play by the Benatar rule. We're going to update KTSA Time Saver Traffic here next on 550 and 1071 KTSA. You know, we live in a world of people saying that's not my job and we don't do that and it's it's getting so you you know it's coming before they even say it right you go to ask for something you go to request something uh, that's not my I don't do that I don't go there but over at kitchen designs by Giovanni when you hire them to remodel uh, your kitchen or remodel your bathroom they take kind of a, a full screen view so Giovanni puts it they take kind of a full screen view of the job so they're going to do everything that you hired them to do in that kitchen, in that bathroom. And you're going to get a line-by-line analysis of every dollar. Every dollar gets a name. But if they see a little something, you know, around the edges of that job, chipped paint over here, a little gouge in the wall over there, they're going to take care of that too. That's just kind of the way they do things. It's the way you would do it. And it's the way they do it. And they don't subscribe to the, well, that's not my job, philosophy at Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. And that's why so many people who've done a project with them go back to them for another project or a second one or in another house because once you find a remodeler with whom you have a good experience, why would you go anywhere else? 210-460-0113 to start your conversation with Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. 210-460-0113. San Antonio's News Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 550 on 550 and 1071 KTSA. Jack here. Friday, we're coming up on the dish after 6. And you're voting in the JR poll powered by Stevens Roofing. And we're talking about the self-cancellation of Pat Benatar, she's not going to perform. She announced in a USA Today interview. I mean, it would be one thing if she just did it and, like, you know, didn't say anything, just quietly dropped the song from her set list, but she announced in her interview she's not going to be performing one of her signature hits, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And she says the reason she will not perform that song, not that she's tired of singing it or... The band doesn't like it anymore. But because she thinks it shows respect to mass shooting victims. What's weird is, even she admits it's not about shooting anyone. And what's even weirder is, I've always... I mean, not that I've studied the lyrics, but... Whenever I would kind of half listen to that song, it always sounded like it was a song about resilience. Like, wouldn't it be a good song for people that are that have been knocked down or dealt with something difficult? Like, it's a song that says, hey, I, I can take it. I can absorb the blow. But no, it's got to go. 
All right, so what are some other songs that have got to go? Mark is on KTSA. Hi, Mark. Hey, Jack. How about uh, Janie's Got a Gun? Yeah. How about that one? Or, or uh, absolutely. It's, it's such a great song. I, yeah, I hate for it to be canceled. Rename it Janie's Got a Weapon or something like that. <laughs> Well, hey, you see, I you got, can't even. Got, yeah, you can't even. You can't even do that. Uh, ja- right? Janie should. Janie should instead. Janie should just tweet. Right there, you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, I got see, a that's... more comment real quick. Okay. Um, there's a, a guy called earlier. He said, uh, "Go woke, go broke." But President Trump had this really awesome quote, uh, and it's got the last word is a bad word, but I'm not going to say it. But he said at a rally, "Everything woke turns to you know S H." You know. Yeah. That word. Yep. Uh, the way he delivered it was amazing, and, and I actually went and got a bumper sticker made out of it because it was oh, it was so awesome. But anyway, yeah. I'm a Trump guy. I love Trump, and I'm waiting for the second coming of Trump. So there you go. All right, Mark. Thank you. The second coming. Wow. All right, two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five songs we have to get rid of. If we have to get rid of, hit me with your best shot. Andrew is on KTSa. Hi, Andrew. Hey, I just wanted to say this one's not about the gun, but it might be a little bit too sexual, and it's with, uh, I guess, a more modern person. Uh, Ariana Grande, switching positions. Yeah, I, I think we're, t- we're thinking more like of, of guns and violence and stuff. But, I, I, I mean, oh, okay. once you get started, everything is offensive, right? Every song, every song has some kind of way of being perceived as offensive, I guess. Uh, Kim wrote in with this one, and, and, and I'd forgotten completely about this song until she emailed it to me. The Rolling Stones have a song called Midnight Rambler, which is about the Boston Strangler. And it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a creepy song. But see, there was a time when we expected rock artists to take us to uncomfortable or controversial places. I mean, you know, think of all the protest songs, right? And it's a funny thing, you know, I was I was looking at an old an old radio playlist from I don't know how many years ago it was. But if you go back to when KTSA was a top 40 station or any of these stations that were playing the top 40 in the 60s and 70s, there were songs against the Vietnam War like Free to Pain, Bring Home the Boys. And and these were not songs that people called the radio station to complain about. Okay? It was a point of view. It might not be yours. And maybe you changed the, jo- the dial when it came on, but that's okay. And, and, and Frida Payne's a great singer. You might not agree with what she says in that song, but you can't take away her ability, her artistic skill. You've got to give it to her. Think of all the anti-war songs, and John Lennon. and I mean, we are only denying ourselves things we enjoy, things people enjoy. We're going to create, like one of the callers said, we're going to create a sterile world. We're going to create a world where nothing is uh, daring, where nothing wows us. When you watch a great movie, isn't, isn't somebody taking chances? Aren't they maybe crossing a line or making you think about something taboo? You know, how many movies are about murder? Doesn't glorify murder. 210 599 5555. We are. We're really, we're really sterilizing the society, and it's not going to be a society that produces healthier or happier people, that's for sure. But probably quite the opposite, I would think. Uh, Jerry is on KTSA. Hi, Jerry. Hey, 
Hi, sir. Uh, how about blondies? One way or another, I'm going to get you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Blondie has a couple of songs. If I, if you think about it, I think Blondie has a couple of songs that would probably be. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other one because it crossed my mind earlier. Um, but yeah, you've got a ton of songs by um, the Beatles, by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> you've got Nancy Sinatra. Uh, yeah, I mean they they've all got to go. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lee is on the radio. Hi, Lee. Hello, Jack. Uh, how about the battle of the New Orleans? We grabbed another. Oh, there you go. Another John- round. Put his was head that Johnny Horton or? behind. And my my wife is sitting here watching Gunsmoke. I'm sure it's going to have to go soon. Gunsmoke would have to go. You couldn't you couldn't have a show with the word gun in the title, right? Yeah. While we're at it, we'll have to get rid of Peter Gunn too. I guess. All right, we're dating ourselves now. Uh, 210 599 You know, the funny thing is about these, uh, about the, this whole discussion is that when I was a kid, um, the, the songs that were most frightening or scary to the adults were the songs about sex or that people thought were about sex. Some of them really were about sex. Remember, like, Tipper Gore and the Parents Media Council and the warning stickers that would be on albums and cassettes and things like that? And and what's weird is, all during that time, they were targeting songs that were racy or suggestive, but all of these songs we're talking about were around with guns and shooting and shoot me and I shot and... These these self-appointed scolds didn't even notice. The other thing I'll tell you, and you probably remember this if we're about the same age, any album, any album that came with a warning sticker was instantly more interesting. If you were like on the fence, you're like at the record store, you know, remember the record store? And you're like, I don't know if I'm going to buy this. Warning label? I think I'm going to get this. I want to hear this. Did they not know that's how it worked? And now we live in an era where if you hear about a song and it piques your interest, you don't have to go anywhere or even buy it. So when you name a song, when you out a song and you say, this song is objectionable, you're just driving more people to hear it than would have otherwise heard it. Maybe we shouldn't tell them that because apparently they don't know it. All right, we're going to get to uh, the news. Christian's going to catch us up on everything going on in our world, and then we're going to talk restaurants on the dish. Get ready for the dish on a Friday night next here on KTSA. All right, 606 on 550 and 1071 KTSA. It's Friday night, and that means the dish. We're going to talk restaurants this hour on the dish. We're going to talk about your most recent restaurant experience, and that could be where you had lunch today or where you had dinner last night or sometime this week. It can be a new restaurant or new to you, or you can sing the praises of an old favorite. You can praise or zing the food or the price or the service. There's our praise and zing, yeah. You can praise or zing the food or the price or the service uh, at any restaurant. We want you to name names. If the place was good, definitely tell us what we should try when we go. And if it was a zing, what went wrong when you went there? 210-599. 5555. So we're going to take those calls and your votes in the JR poll question powered by Stevens Roofing, and we'll have the results on that poll question coming up 
at the end of the hour. So I was talking to a friend of mine today who's in the restaurant business, works at a restaurant, and um, this is up in Dallas, but he was saying it's the same up there as it is down here. Places are having a very hard time staffing up. Have you noticed when you go into your favorite place, there's fewer people waiting and service serving and busing and I mean, just having a hard time. And then I'm pretty sure that's why a lot of places have shortened their hours or close. You know, they've closed either closed earlier or they're closed one or two days a week now. Um, and there's no sign that this is, um, you know, about to get better. It's, it sounds like we're going to be in this for for a while. Um, and yet with all of that, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the restaurant scene in San Antonio is as busy and active and expanding as much as I've ever seen it. I've, I've lived here now almost 28 years. And this is, a, and you can now say this, this is a big-time restaurant town. New places, move-ins from other cities, brand-new, uh, you know, concepts, every kind of food. We have, we now really have everything. And so you get the feeling that maybe, like, people are taking the long-term view. Like, in the long run, this stuff is going to... Uh, work itself out. I, I have to think that as as bad as things are with wages and trying to keep people and trying to hire people and trying to staff up, but we can't stay open late because we don't have the staff to do it. Even though we have the customers, people want to come out to eat. We just don't have the people to serve them. seems like in the long run, people are voting for a better future because they're saying, well, we're going to open a new place. We're going to open. We're going to expand. We're going to add locations. A lot of places are adding a second or a third location. So I want to hear about your most recent restaurant experience, whatever that is, 210-599-5555. Praise or zing, the food, the price, the service, phone lines are open for that right now on The Dish. Speaking of um, the San Antonio restaurant scene, um, it says here that we are now, according to um, the, real estate, uh, the real estate website, Knock, we are now the fourth hottest city for millennials the millennial generation is basically like what mid-20s to about 40 right and um san antonio is the number four top millennial uh market in the country and cost of living housing availability the restaurant scene all going into that. There was another story this week that said that um, San Antonio is the top destination for people fleeing Austin. That that would make sense. I mean, it, it seems like that would be logical, right? Uh, but people getting out of Austin are coming to San Antonio. In the second quarter of this year, over 5,300 people. And that is up 22% over the same period last year. So people are escaping the People's Republic of Austin and coming to San Antonio. So hopefully we won't return the favor by becoming more like Austin. <laughs> All right, let's not do that. 
All right, 210-599-5555 as we talk restaurants on the dish on a Friday night. That's the thing we do with your calls. We're going to start with uh, we'll start with Penny on KTSA. Penny, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jack. What oh, is up? The power, I'll talk about power plant in Seguin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you been there? No, but we've had people call about it before. Tell me about it. It is awesome. Best Bloody Marys on the planet. Um, we always get their fried mushroom appetizer, which is enough for three or four people, and it's only $9.95. Wow. Um, and they have the best sandwiches. I always get either the, the grilled chicken mushroom Swiss sandwich or the bacon, lettuce, and tomato with avocado. Um, my husband, we went there Sunday, and my husband had chicken fried steak with mashed potatoes and green beans. And every single bite on our plates was cleaned. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we were had to be rolled out, so it was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people mention the burgers. Do you like the burgers there? Um, I'm not a burger person, but my husband loves them. Yeah. So apparently they've got some really cool ones. Yep. They do. Yep. They they do. They have some very cool burgers. Uh and we had a caller mention uh catfish, that they do a good catfish there too, so I would believe it. All right. Well Power Plant Texas Grill in Seguin, two thousand six Stockdale Highway in Seguin, Power Plant Texas Grill. Praise from Penny for Power Plant. A lot of peas there. All right. Very good, Penny. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah, our last call on Power Plant Texas Grill was March of 2021. So, 210-599-5555. Praise or zing. Your most recent restaurant experience on the dish. And Joseph is on KTSA. Hi, Joseph. Hey, Jack. Good afternoon. Hey, I hear you mentioned Julian's quite a bit. So we tried it over there on Bolverde Road area, 1604. There were mm-hmm. 12 of us. We put the tables together. Pizza was excellent, the beer was excellent, and the service was outstanding. And I, I told the uh, the girl there as we left, I said, this was outstanding. We really appreciate it. She was very grateful. But we'll be back again. Pizza was excellent. Uh, oh, yeah. Pizza, yeah. And, pizza and cold beer at the spot. So what, anyway. how, you know, it's kind of hard to mess that up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good combination, and that's a cool place. Did you, did you sit outside or inside? No, we were inside because it was hot. That was about uh, yeah. uh, seven yeah. days ago. It was, it was a scorcher. But inside, it was nice and cool, very cozy. Yeah. But yeah. You'll have to go when the weather cool. settles down a little bit, like December, you'll have to go back because yeah. that outside seating there at Bilverde Road is really a nice It's a yeah. nice little uh, patio. Yeah. I saw a TV out there, too. Yeah, that's something. And I they got a TV, on. yeah. Yeah. Very good, sir. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate your calling about Julian's. Julian's Italian Pizzeria and Kitchen, Bilverde in 1604. Praise for the... Pizza and cold beer. That sounds like a plan tonight, doesn't it? That sounds like just what this day needed. Get in the car, put on Pat Benatar, go get pizza and beer. Uh, Last call on Julian's was back in May, and it was praised for the eggplant parmesan. All right, 210-599-5555 as we talk restaurants on the dish so I got to I got to tell you this story. I went to uh, one of my favorite Chinese restaurants, Chopsticks Cafe, the other night, and I had my uh, what did I have? 
You had sweet and sour pork. It was very good. And then, you know, you get the bill and you get the fortune cookie, right? Every Chinese restaurant. Bill, fortune cookie. Now, I know there are some people that open the fortune cookie and read the fortune, but they don't eat the cookie. Are you one of those people? I don't understand that. Why would you? It's a free cookie. Who doesn't eat the cookie? I mean, it's okay. It's a, I'll fight for your right to not eat the cookie, but I don't. So I anyway, I ate the cookie and I read the fortune. And this is what the fortune said. I've never read one like this. I've never seen one like this. You know, the best fortunes and fortune cookies kind of make you think, right? This one said, a small donation is called for. It's the right thing to do. It felt like a shakedown. (laughs) That's not a fortune. A small donation is called for. It's the right thing to do. I'm not blaming them. I mean, they... I'm sure they buy these with the fortunes already in them, but kind of a weird fortune, right? So I, I, I paid for the meal, but I didn't make a donation. So if I disappear, you'll know why. All right, 210-599-5555. More of your calls on the dish right after we update KTSA Time Saver Traffic. And when it comes to the excuse sign economy, businesses that are making excuses for not having what you want or not having what you expect. You will not find that at Green Carpet Company, your flooring connection over at I-35 and Walsham Road. They're not going to disappoint you when you come in. You're not going to go in expecting a big selection and not get one. You're not going to go in and find out, well, we don't have that kind of flooring or we don't have anything like what you want. Huge selection of carpet, wood, laminate, tile, luxury vinyl plank, Flooring you can do yourself, flooring they can do for you, free estimates at Green Carpet Company. And if you bring them somebody else's sale price and they have that flooring, they can equal or beat that price. And they do it all the time at Green Carpet Company. They're at I-35 and Walsham on Four Winds Drive over there next to Office Depot and behind Buffalo Wild Wings. That's your flooring connection, Green Carpet Company. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. 5 KTSA. Yeah, we were going to get in trouble if we didn't play that tonight. People wait all week for that. All right, it's the dish. 210-599-5555. You can praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience in and around San Antonio on the dish. Name names. It's good to have the actual correct name of the restaurant you're calling about. And Jim is next on the dish on KTSA. Happy Friday, Jim. Happy Friday to you too, Jack. And yeah, thank you for playing that song. It makes it feel like Friday now. There you go. So you got it. Hey, uh, I have two praises. I gave him one, if I can do a second after it. The Comfort Cafe down on uh, North Loop, 410. Fantastic. The food is outstanding. The uh, staff and service is outstanding. It's a, uh, a, a no-price menu. There's, there's no prices for any of their items on the menu. It's donation only. They're uh, sponsored by a... Uh, I believe some kind of a recovery center. I mm-hmm. can't think of the name of it. And a lot of the, the servers and staff are um, are recovering from things 
that, that hit them in life. And uh, it, I really, it's a comforting place. It's a good name for it. It's in a nice location back in a wooded area. I, I think, um, what's, what's, I can't remember the name of the place used to be there, but it, it, oh, Los, there was a Los Patios, there. right? It's at Los That's Patios, right. right? Los Patios. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. It's a, a very nice, relaxing setting. And uh, I give them uh, whatever I can give them, uh, 10 praises. And, awesome. What did you have? Do you remember what you had? Yeah, I've been there a few times, like Eggs Benedict, corned beef hash, mm-hmm. uh, breakfast. You can't go wrong. We have not had a – my wife yeah. and I have eaten there several times. I go there and gorge after like a 5 or a 10K, and I uh, just really enjoy it. We haven't had a bad experience, bad food there at all, not even close. Uh, the wait gets to be a little bit much if you don't get there early. So call ahead or get on the wait list. And, yeah, uh, yeah I recommend it. It's a very good place. All right. And you said you had one other yeah. one? I do. Right down the road from there on Nacogdoches and 410 is uh, Mama's Cafe. And, again, excellent food, excellent service. They do have prices on their menu. And uh, I want to go back. The other one was donation only. And generally, I think they yes. probably make more money that way. So, But, yeah, Mama's is outstanding. Local uh, owned. They've remodeled the place. And it's a uh, great place. I've been there a number of times. I think it was closed for a while during COVID. I was worried it was going to go out, but it's back. And uh, I just love supporting the small local businesses that are uh, competing against the big guys. Yeah. So they Amen do a great to that. job. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. they got new owners there, and uh, I'd heard that they had redone it all inside and out, yeah. so that's great. All right, praise yeah, for Comfort nice. Cafe on 410 in Los Patios, and praise for Mama's Cafe at 410 in Nacogdoches. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jim. Two ten, normally, it's you know like one praise or zing per call, but Jim's an old friend of ours, so we let him. We bent the rule for him. We're we're about that here. You know, we're we're rule benders. 210-599-5555, or email me, jack at ktsa.com. And Debbie is on the dish on KTSA. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Um, so I tried this place out. It's called the Dog House, and house is spelled H-A-U-S. Mm-hmm. It's on Stone Oak, and um, it was really good. I mean, it, it didn't even taste like a regular hot dog. I had trouble deciding which one I wanted, but I ended up getting the the one that's called Chili the Kid. And um, <laughs> Chili the Kid. <laughs> yeah, but um, so it had white American cheese on it, and chili and crispy fried onions. Those were really good. They're like um, really thin, crispy fried onions, and then it had. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted this on it or not. It, it's called uh, chipotle aioli, uh-huh. and so that was on there. And, and it really made it flavorful, and it's not served on, like, a regular hot dog bun. It's, it's served on, like, a, a grilled Texas toast that split down the middle. Oh. It was really good. Yeah. So is that their deal? Like they it. just have different kinds of hot dogs? Um, so they have hot dogs, they have sausages and burgers and chicken and corn dogs and, um, yeah, sliders and then they have, it's a, it's a beer garden. So they, I don't drink, but they have, you know, like craft beers and stuff like that too. 
for people that very good. Are into that very good. And it looks like it's looks like it's open late too. I was looking at the looking at the hours here, and they stay open till eleven or midnight every night. Yeah, right. And it's right there uh, at Stone Oak and Two Eighty One behind the Longhorn Steakhouse and uh, Olive Garden. Oh, okay. All right. So near that intersection of Stone Oak and 281, it looks like it's 2907 Stone Oak Parkway for Dog House. Debbie says, try Chili the Kid. That would be fun just to order. It would be fun just to say. All right. Dog House, D-O-G-A-H-A-U-S, 2907 Stone Oak Parkway.